Hey, welcome back to Pigeon Hockey. This is Chris, and today's co-host, Sebastian. Hello, hello. And you know us, we're just a going to goon that have taken one too many pucks or fisted ahead and do not claim to be hockey experts, but simply overzealous hockey fans love to play, watch, read, and talk about hockey. So be sure to follow us on Twitter to let us know what you think, and also be sure to comment and share any hockey games, news, or videos we should cover in an upcoming podcast. So, Sebastian, on today's podcast, we'd like to welcome today's special guest, who is one of the goaltenders last season for the EOJHL's Carlton Place Canadians and an Ottawa Senators locker room attendant, Brad Mitchell. Brad, welcome to the show. Thanks a lot for having me on, guys. Thanks for taking the time to jump on. Our co-host here, Sebastian, has been talking very highly of you, and I just wanted to gauge for you, how did you get into hockey and specifically the best position in all of sports, the hockey goaltender? Yeah, so my uh, my mom's side of the family is pretty big in hockey, my grandpa especially. He actually has talked to my parents about it today, and they kind of told me a funny story. So he, my grandpa came to my parents and told him that their grandson is playing hockey, and he's signing them up, and this happens to be my brother. He's signing them up, and he's paying for it, and it wasn't a question. So, so he got into that, and then we were kind of, I guess my parents were talking and saying how it wasn't fair that, you know, dragging me to the rink and watching my brother and all his friends play hockey. And I kind of just got to sit there and watch. So um, so they signed me up too. And I guess I kind of ran away with it. So initiation, everyone kind of took turns playing goalie. And I, I don't know what the attraction was there, but I always immediately wanted to wanted to volunteer to play in that. So guys, everyone would take a turn in, in that. So if guys kind of backed out, at the last minute and the coach would kind of be like, Hey, anyone else? And I'd always have my hand in the air wanting to, wanting to kind of hop in that and kind of just ran away from there. So, uh, my neighbor had her, had an outdoor rink built. So we spent a lot of time on that and kind of just loved being on the ice. And he actually eventually got me a, a little set there. So I got my own goalie pads and goalie gloves and and stick and all that kind of stuff. And I know I'd be lying to you if I told you I didn't sleep in it or tried to sleep in it that night <laughs> and I got it. So, And then uh, kind of another funny story. I used to, so I had the mini stick set up as a, the, the goalie pads and the, you know, the little foam pads and the gloves. Okay. And, uh, and I used to drag my little mini stick net upstairs and we used to watch Sunday games all the time. And I used to drag the, all my gear up and I'd have my little jersey on and I have the little mini stick goalie helmet and, all the gear on and I used to mimic Ray Emery everything that he did I would do in my in the living room there in front of the tv so um Ray Emery was kind of kind of the guy I like to watch at four or five years old and I I wore number one all the way up until my first year of junior which was last year number one wasn't available so I was kind of lucky enough to get number one all the way through so that's kind of how that started goaltending is in my opinion the best position in all of sports if if our listeners haven't picked up on that and yeah your stories i mean i would say our stories are semi-similar i wasn't uh, unfortunately fortunate enough to be able to play hockey uh, on the ice as a kid but i got all the street goalie stuff and when i got old enough and i could buy my own equipment when i left home i got my own stuff but I tell you what, if you're a goalie and you haven't slept with your pads, like if you haven't like cuddled, like the night I got my Brian genetic stuff, because I was, I living in England, I was replacing my Reebok pads and I got my Brian stuff in. Like, I'm like, no, I got to break my pads in there. So I called in my pads at night and my wife just looked at me. She's like, you have a problem. You know, we'll get the pads out of bed. I'm like, never. You got to normalize that. It, honestly, for goalies, I think we, we have normalized that we have to, you know, there's nothing wrong with a goalie, you know, sleeping in his pads, you know, that's just 
that's just part of life right there. Listen, I, I don't want to break up this weird goalie love thing, but the only thing I picked up out of that story, Brad, and you know I love you, so I apologize for this, but clearly your brother was the favorite grandson. Because, you know, you're a goalie, you're weird, so your grandpa was like, this guy needs to stay away from me, and he picked your brother. And, I mean, you know what? I, I think I might do the same, too. I haven't met your brother, but uh, who knows? Maybe. Oh, we'll go with he's older, so that's why I don't think it was a whole favorite thing. I think he just he's older, so, you know. Right, we'll, we'll let you roll with that one. We'll let you roll with that one. <laughs> um, so, obviously, with, you know, everyone understanding the negative of with the COVID and the COVID season, as they're calling it this year, you know, especially here on the podcast, we're kind of sick of hearing about all the negatives, right? Because hockey always has a silver lining, some kind of positive. So, you know, for you, what were some of the positives of, you know, this this not-so-great COVID hockey season? Yeah, I think being on the ice, no matter what it's for, I think is, is always a big plus. And with kind of the lack of games we had, just kind of meant more practices and for myself I kind of took that time to to try new things and to kind of get comfortable with different stuff and like my puck handling for example I kind of tried to work on that a lot in practice whether it's like in the corner banking pucks off the boards and just kind of pivoting and stuff like that and the few games that we were playing I mean Seb obviously you know we played the same team 13 or 14 different times so that got a little bit tiring but um just because like those games didn't really mean much kind of the same idea just kind of trying to get everything back to normal and trying to feel comfortable and kind of mid-season ready before, well, I mean, we all kind of expected and we're hoping for a season to actually start eventually, which it never did. So, but just kind of taking that time to, to get used to it and kind of get back in mid-season form and kind of try new things and get comfortable with different stuff that maybe I wasn't used to before. Yeah, the puck handling thing, that's something I could have used a lot of work on. I was not <laughs> I was not a leave the net goalie, which again, if anyone listens to the interview a couple weeks ago with the Ogden Mustangs player Stanford Zito, you will hear how bad I was at puck handling in that podcast. So it was it wasn't my forte. <laughs> I tried different uh different stuff on my stick too. Like I tried the different tape jobs on the knob and I tried different lengths. I've always, I'm a big Carey Price guy, kind of always have been. So I like to cut down the shaft a couple inches and kind of did a similar knob to his. And, and then this year, I think I tried not cutting it and I actually really enjoyed it. So I kind of stuck with that and changed up my tape job a little bit. So getting used to trying new, new things. So then what is your favorite memory from having played hockey? That's a good question. So, uh, in novice, I don't know if I'd say this is a good memory, but in novice, the two years in novice, so I guess ages five to seven, uh, we kind of had a similar group both years, and uh, you know we just had a lot of fun. We were <laughs> we got we got crushed every single game. I remember one game, fourteen nothing, we lost, and I'd come out of there with a big smile smile on my face. Just we all did because it was just two years in a row. I think we won one game all season long, two years in a row. So two wins in two seasons, and we just had a good time, I guess. <laughs> All right. But but everyone knows, though, Brad, I mean, anyone who's been in this current place locker room or current place rank understands that no matter what's happening, and I, and, and this isn't a bad thing, actually, this, I think this is like one of the best things about having you in our locker room is um, it, Brad's always smiling, you know, the coach could be tearing the guys apart for having a, a terrible period, and not not like a smile, like, haha, this is funny, but like, Brad's just taking it in with a smile, so I'm like, I think that's kind of a, it, it's good to look at somebody who's smiling in the room across a bunch of tense faces, it kind of, it just kind of brings you back down to earth before a game. Yeah, it's kind of kind of helped me uh, with that early early on in my hockey career. But 
Yeah, and then I was actually playing a couple different spring hockey teams, and those guys were all like double A, triple A players, and were like six, seven years old. These guys are all double A. I always played house house league up until, well, I guess Adam actually, but and we would lose games like close games, five four, three two, and all these guys and their dads are just ripping on them because they expect so much from their from their kid who they spend so much money at a, such a young age and a high level and. And I'm coming out of there like, guys, we only lost by like two goals. Like, why are you so mad? Uh, um, like, like we always said, right? Goalies are weirdos. I'm just gonna leave that one out there. Hey, uh, <laughs> as a as um as a locker room attendant, uh, what is it that you do, and what's the best part of that job? A lot. There's a lot. So, so I'll start with what we do. So, there's two of us. There's two guys on the home side, and there's there's two guys on the taking care of the visiting room. So, on our side, we. For a seven o'clock game, we'll get there at about. I'll get there for around three thirty-ish. So we're there pretty early to set everything up and basically just a lot of prep. So filling up the bottles, the Gatorade, the uh, setting, making sure there's towels on the bench and towels in the penalty box, water, Gatorade in the penalty box, all that kind of stuff. But just a lot of prep. And then you're not, uh, you're not even gonna talk about your big Twitter moment. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, building the puck stack is one of them. <laughs> but uh, for everyone, for everyone I'd love to do tweet, it. Are you kidding me? Put me on a bench and make me build the puck stack. Listen, for everyone who saw that tweet, it actually took Brad two hours to build that. No matter what he tells you, I know the real number. <laughs> no, no, that's real time. I'm not quick. <laughs> so, I'm so quick, I dropped a puck and nobody even saw. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, and then during the game, kind of throwing gloves on the dryer and filling bottles in between period and obviously especially because of covid but doing lots of laundry throughout the game making sure there's lots of gatorade towels and stuff like that and basically we get to start our cleaning when when everybody leaves so a lot of late nights and a lot of hours but it's it's a lot of fun it's incredible so is working for the nhl as an equipment manager what you want to do for a living moving forward i think so yeah, it's I I don't know I I really enjoy it. And even from a young age, I always like kind of helping them out. And a couple of years ago, I tried to get in with like when I was younger with the Canadians, trying to help out the equipment manager. And I don't know why I just I found it so interesting and and loved the idea of like helping the guys out and kind of doing what you can behind the scenes to make to make an impact for the guys on the ice, kind of. So um, yeah, I go to games and I'd be kind of watching the stuff that's going on in the tunnel and stuff like that and yeah I don't even know what it is but it's something I really enjoy and hopefully I kind of climb the ladder a little bit over the years I so think still, that would be sick go ahead Subas yeah and, and still touching base on that um you know for everyone listening I mean you know for people who are part of hockey to kind of understand the game day routine you know even at the junior level when it's not in COVID season you kind of see what the game day routine for the equipment manager is but for you guys like what's, what's your typical day like 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 talk talk to us through basically like when you get to the rink you know it doesn't have to be complete detail but just a quick synopsis of like what you do when you walk into the rink until you know puck drop yeah so so again like like i said we'll get to the rink for about three thirty or so kind of get changed put the the gear on kind of and before the game is kind of like a slow process just because it's kind of so long but just things need to get done so so I'll, st- I'll start with the bottles the other guy dan dan will do his own thing and kind of do what he needs to do he takes care of the referees too it's kind of part of our job so i'll fill the bottles kind of take a look at the lineup to see who's whose bottle i'll need to get out and and fill up and stuff like that and then kind of get some towels out and and then uh i guess build the puck stack and 
whatever else that needs to get done, make sure like coaches have some water bottles and just kind of little stuff like that. Just kind of a long process of, of that. And then kind of once that, once they go hit the ice for warm up is kind of when we can kind of hang out for a little bit. And then once the game starts, once they get off the ice after warm up, we'll grab some guys who like to dry their gloves out, throw them on the dryer. And, and then once the game starts during the game, we'll have duties. So like during the first period, I'll be fr- filling the fridges making sure there's lots of Gatorade and water stocked up for, for the players and coaches and stuff like that. And then just a lot of laundry. And then the third, during the third periods, mostly we can kind of start our cleaning a little bit areas that they wouldn't really walk around in after the game. So yeah, it's kind of a long night, but it's, it's a lot of fun. For me, that sounds like it'd be awesome. As long as you get to stay around hockey, I think that's a thing for a lot of us hockey players when uh, we know that basically our big playing days are probably over. We still play here, there, and everywhere, but we want to find something that keeps us around a sport. And me as an organizer, I think I'd love being equipment manager. <laughs> That's I, I'm ask a uh, Sebastian or Ben or anyone we've, we've, we've hosted with here when, when they see my lists of itineraries and such moving into a podcast, uh, I'm an organizer. I love to organize things. And I think being around hockey and being in that sort of position would, would suit me just fine. So any of the NHL teams listening, I'm available. <laughs> So, Brad, basically what he's saying here is, uh, you know, if you get an NHL job and you need an assistant, don't lose his I'm number. I'm here. Yeah. Yes, don't lose my number. <laughs> yeah. if, if you get promoted in a senator's system, who knows? I could be there in a few years. So I would be – I'd be like – I'd be looking for that hookup. But, uh, so what Girl. is your favorite – hey, man, I'm in. You know, so, so what is your favorite memory from your job with the senators to date? Uh, I think that's a pretty easy one, easy one. last year. So, so I graduated grade 12 and then uh, – my, I did a little victory lap, kind of like an optional grade 13, and just because I didn't know what to do, I didn't know what I wanted to do to go to school for, so I kind of did a victory lap and did a full-day co-op, um, and at that co-op, I did a little bit at a physio clinic, and then days that the, the team was on the road, I was able to get my get my way in and go to the rink when the guys were on the road. So when the team was on the road, the injured guys would stay back. And they do they rehab basically, so on ice workouts, off ice workouts, just stuff like that. They get treatment done, and so I think it was the second day that I was that I was there helping out, and and again, kind of helping out the equipment manager, and basically taking care of of whoever's there, and making sure that they have everything they need and stuff like that. So I think it was the first day I showed up, and one of the guys were like, "We don't have a goalie for for the guy that was skating that day." Uh, and I go, crap, like, we should have we should have told you to bring your gear. Like, do you want to bring it tomorrow? I was like, are you kidding me? So second day that I was there, I brought my gear, and it turned into an everyday thing where, where whoever was injured, so they had a goalie to shoot at, I'd hop on the ice with them, and I think I ended up skating with, I think, 15, 16 different players um, in the Sen system and, and Belleville. So that was pretty that's... amazing. That's and, awesome. <laughs> and Brad's so humble, he won't even name drop. Look at this guy over here. Eh? Yeah. It just, <laughs> just a good guy. <laughs> no, but uh, no, that's absolutely sick. Honestly, not going to lie, definitely jelly. Definitely jelly. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty cool. It was pretty exciting. So now, Brad, we have a couple of your questions for you, right? These are a bit off the cuff for you. We just kind of want to get to to know Brad Mitchell here. So, so the first question right here is, what's your favorite sports movie? First one that comes to mind. Oh man, um, not really a huge movie guy to be honest. Miracle well, on Ice. Well, folks, that's hey, that's all the time miracle. we have today. I just heard Miracle. 
Miracle on Ice. I, I like uh, Goon. I thought Goon was pretty funny. I don't so know, Mighty Duck. Let me get this right. The guy who's not a big movie guy, who I was ready to cut off and kick him off the podcast here because he's not a big sports movie guy, names like 10 sports movies he's a fan of. Come on, Brad. Which one is it? Which one is it, Brad? I don't know. I don't really have a favorite, to be honest. I don't really watch movies, period. So. Oh, man. Okay. Well, maybe like coffee. So, Timmy's or Starbucks? Timmy's. 100%. Oh. Why? But why? Yeah, why? Seriously. I don't do I even need a reason just Timmy's I'm I'm with them man I've I've had my Starbucks and I've had my Timmy's Timmy's I tell you what when I was living in Ottawa I went to Tim Hortons every day I went to work and I had a couple cups a day right I just keep coming back because it right there in the Rito Rito Center and I decided after months and months and months of this that I needed to shake myself off of the Timmy's right well I went through the shakes for like a couple weeks getting myself off Timmy, so I don't know what they put in it, but Tim Hortons, you're putting something in your coffee. And I shifted to Starbucks, way more expensive, but it also reduced how much I went to get coffee. And of course, because Starbucks was right across the street from Tim Hortons in the Rito Center, uh, or I guess in their case, eh, it's still considered the Rito Center across the street. But regardless, I'd say at this point, I'm definitely, I'm a definitely a Timmy's fan. 100%. We were yeah. going to Starbucks. We were going to Starbucks so often that we actually end up buying like a full-on Starbucks barista machine like that you, you know, grind your own beans and make your own thing just to save money and that that's how Starbucks I am. Let me tell you, I'm here for the good coffee, not for the watered-down coffee. What I mean, like I said, listen, I know it's two against one right now, but goalies and I mean I'm I, I'm going to be married to a goalie this summer. Goalies are weird. Hey, double double, man. I'm all about that double double. Now, when it comes to Starbucks, like I go to Starbucks when I want a treat, so I'll get like their peppermint mocha, and you know, I'm 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 the seasonal, you know, I'm the seasonal. I will go through and I will get all their seasonal drinks and I'm treats, latte. all of that man stuff, all of it. Like every few weeks, I'll be at Starbucks getting one of their seasonal things. If I had a Timmy's here, I'd be all in. The Dunkin' here in Utah are terrible. The Dunkins are terrible. We don't have Timmy's, but. Dunkin's in like the East Coast have it right, but the Dunkin' out here, I'm, uh, they went out of business for a reason. They couldn't make coffee right. They couldn't do it. Yeah, I'm, I'm not gonna lie though. We, I'll go to Starbucks sometimes and get the odd refresher. The refreshers are pretty good. I'm not gonna lie. So, so this can be either post game, pre game, any time of the week, whatever. Um, and we're gonna put you on the spot here. What's your favorite spot to eat in Crown Place? Uh, probably have to say the Thirsty Moose. There on, you uh, go. On Bridge Street there. We've been going there for years. Just crushing wings, eh? The thirsty moose. Yeah, the barons are unreal, and the wings, wing night, can't can't go wrong. I swear, my wife's about to bust the door open here because she just heard thirsty moose. That's that was her place. <laughs> that <laughs> yeah. that is her place in Carlton Place. So, how about ice cream? Favorite ice cream place in Carlton Place? Kind of just stick to Dairy Queen, I think. Again, another Dairy Queen. Wasn't that UC Bass? I think you talked about Dairy Queen in our our interview with you before you were a co-host i mean you know you know what you're getting there i mean obviously i like hitting up you know the the odd you know mom and pop shop when you're somewhere else but you know if you're you need an old reliable treat you just go to dairy queen all right as, as our season wrapped up um you know we, i think i i personally as a coach and obviously I, I think some of the players thought the same as i thought you know we kind of we bonded in a different way this year obviously we weren't able to do the off-ice stuff and you know team activities or whatever uh, but that being said, um, you know, who were kind of some of your best friends this year that you kind of really got to know uh, playing hockey? Uh, yeah, this year is pretty tough. I mean, and 
I missed the whole first month actually because I was the junior A team. One of their goalies was hurt, so I was practicing with them for two hours a day. Humble brag. Um, so <laughs> no, but I so I missed that the first whole month of practicing with my own my own team. So it's kind of kind of sucks. I didn't really get to know anybody, and but I mean I think a couple of the vets were were pretty close. Steph Hawkins and Dallas Nelgood. We were kind of kind of worked out together, and and yeah, I guess we we were pretty close. Yeah, and I think that's definitely was one of the strengths of our team this year. And, you know, if we were able to have a season was, you know, our, our vet group was a very tight group. And, um, you know, as coaches, we saw that. And, you know, as, uh, the rest of the team kind of saw that too. But and you guys all led by example. So it was, uh, that's, that's exactly who I thought you were kind of, were going to say. Yeah, it was pretty disappointing when you didn't come back to after Christmas. I mean, not that I blame him. I'd probably do the same thing as him, but kind of sucked to not have him back after Christmas. Yeah, well, you know, a COVID season, it is what it is. But again, right, there there were some negatives, but there were definitely some positives. And, uh, you know, I, I'm glad at least, you know, all, all the guys still had some fun. So I'm going to say for my final question, it's not the final question of the podcast, but for my final question, everyone who's not a goalie, earmuffs. All right, goalie, you ready? Goalie pads. Let's talk goalie pads. Do you have a preference that, and why? Uh, I've always kind of had CCM. The first set that I got, I honestly don't even know what model it was, but I know they were... They were RBKs, the good old RBKs, um, okay, yeah. and then kind of throughout the years, kind of had the odd Bauer, Bauer Vapors, yep. and the past few years I've had CCM though, so I guess I'd have to say CCM, but I would love to try a pair of true, true gear right now. Oh man, I'm t- I had to say I had those RBKs too. I actually I think those are the pads I sold in Scotland. But yeah, that's when I switched over to my my Brian's genetic gear. I really like them. The OD one ends that I really really wanted those. I tell you what, when when Bauer dropped those guys, I saw how light they were because I think King Lundquist first yeah. tried them during the Olympics. And I tell you what, even then, like I've got a hold of one of the Mustangs uh, pads from last year, and just even feeling how much lighter these CCMs are compared to my Brian's, I was stunned already. I'm like, my Brian stuff is only. I mean, okay, it's a little bit old. It's seven or eight, seven or eight years old, but the newer stuff is so light, it's stupid. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah, yeah, it is. No, but I have Flex fours right now, and oh. I'd like to try maybe True. And I don't know. I'd give I'd give the Flex fives a shot too. If you guys ever gone to the pro hockey life there in Ottawa, which I'm sure you live there like I did when I was, any single time I'm there, I just go there and maybe sniff the pads. And just try them all on, and you know, just oh, you enjoy spend being hours there. Up there. Oh, it's amazing. That's a, the the upstairs is the best place to be. It's heaven. It is. It really is for me. I'm like, I could just live here. If if I had the perfect man cave, it would just be goalie pads. Just just yeah. Pads. I I made I made friends with a bunch of them just because I'd spend hours and hours and just <laughs> just chatting about gear. And my dad's waiting outside, like calling me saying like, Brad, the store's closed. Like, are you coming? Like, are you getting locked in there? I'm like, no, I'm just chatting with the guys. That's how I made friends in, in, in D.C. with the Capitol staff. I was in there so often just dropping off jerseys to get lettered, talking equipment, talking all that cool stuff that, honestly, I became friends with the Capitol staff and just became friends with the Capitals just based off of the hours I just spend there in their hockey store and everything else. It, it's it's awesome. You get sucked in. You too do. easy. You do. So, so now Brad gets a job as a head you know, equipment manager. He can hook you up. I'm all about them pads. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. All right, Brad. So, you know, before we wrap up, I've got one more question. Um, super serious question, super off the cuff. It's going to be a thinker. 
So no worries if you have to take a few minutes to think about it. But who is your all-time favorite coach, and why is it me? <laughs> well, curveball there, I see it. <laughs> Woo, humble, humble. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. That is a thinker. <laughs> All right, everybody. Just uh, so that everyone knows in the podcast, Bradley Mitchell will be cut next season. Uh, he'll be a free agent. Um, no, uh, but for real, while we have you on the podcast, you know, and I know I've said this to you multiple times and, you know, I, we talked about how, you know, the negatives in a COVID season. I, I just want to thank you personally. You know, you've always been a positive person. You've you've always bring a smile to the rink and you're always willing to game for whatever. You know, sometimes it was a, a situation for goalies, right, in practice, especially near the end of the year. Um, so, you know, I, I just want to say, you know, and this is basically to all our players at the same time since we have you on here, is a big thank you. Your, your leadership was definitely was definitely something that we, we really enjoyed this season, and I look forward to seeing you uh, next year in the rink again. Yeah, thank you. I really appreciate it. Yeah, we had a lot of fun, as much as we could at least. Well, this has been awesome, Bradley. We, we do appreciate your time for jumping on and for dealing with Coach LaMarche here and, and basically trying to blackmail you into saying that he was your favorite coach ever. <laughs> so we apologize for that, but uh, I liked it. <laughs> I like those little spot moments yeah, that was there. Good. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I also want to thank the listeners for tuning in. And we love doing these interviews and we love the feedback about how much everyone is enjoying these these uh, player interviews and coach interviews and, and broadcast interviews. So it, it's been absolutely awesome. But until next time, this was Bradley, Sebastian and Chris of Pigeon Hockey. Keep your sticks on the ice. And we'll catch you next time. <laughs>